thank you for visiting ChristopherMedia.net. Christopher Media, let's make some noise. From Asthma Core Studios near Detroit, Michigan, it's Unregimented. Gangsters, what's up, guys? And now, here are your hosts, Aaron, Chris, and Rich. Well, welcome to Unregimented number 166. My name is Chris. I'm Aaron. I'm Rich. I'm Earl. Earl from the Sporty Podcast. Oh, we got cross promotion going on today. We're nationwide so, today too. Yeah, that? from Kansas all the way to Detroit, half the country, well, third of the country, maybe, maybe a quarter. But yeah, some mileage tonight. <laughs> so, where the fuck do we begin today, guys? Well, the <laughs> story I sent you guys is kind of broke open. The uh, the beating uh, the, the the kidnapping and and beating the, the, the BLM kidnapping as it's being thrown around on social media. What well, that's There's bullshit. No I'll be the first. Uh, that's wait, bullshit. Wait, 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 wait. I'll be the first to say that. What are you talking about? The four people in Chicago. No, 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 no. no. Chris said something specific. The BLM beating. BLM kidnapping is what yeah. it's being called. What well, is, it's not bacon, lettuce, uh, mutton. We all know what BLM means. I don't know what BLM means. Black Lives Matter? Oh. Brother, have you fuck? not been doing this podcast for two and a half years? <laughs> but in conjunction with the with the word kidnapping makes no sense at all. That's that's how is this a black it's lives matter? It's it's not. It's what fucking dipshits who are trying to, to stir the pot even more than it's already being stirred are trying to it, they're trying saying to push that, that narrative. With uh one of their Facebook accounts it was he was linked to the Black Lives Movement and it's bullshit. That's not this at all. Right. Okay. It's just it's just something. It's just something that fucking. Remember that video we watched the alt right where they were fucking hail Trump and throwing oh, yeah. Nazi salutes. Yeah. Those type of motherfuckers. Those type of motherfuckers are saying that shit, trying to stir the pot. That's right. all it is. So, yeah. This um, is what the Black Lives Matter uh, Matters movement is all about: is kidnapping disabled people and beating them. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, that's what they're. That's the narrative they're trying to push. Because there's no agenda behind that whatsoever. But well, anyways, I see the things they were shouting weren't helping them though. Apparently, I stumbled across this story right after it started breaking. And what I noticed is, first of all, you know, if you haven't heard, get out from under the mushroom you live under. Uh, oh, this story's second, all over the place now. Now it is, yeah, yeah. 24 hours ago it wasn't, though. Right. And it happened apparently two days ago, give or take. Apparently, uh, uh, allegedly, because no one's been convicted, I'll say that, four black youths who live in Chicago, had one of them had an acquaintance who is a special needs white kid who apparently is autistic, is, it, is, is what is being reported now. I'm not okay. sure. Um, I didn't, when they say special needs, it could mean anything to me from physical disability to mental disability. I don't, you don't know. It's a catch-all phrase. Right. Uh, uh, it's d- described <laughs> on, I'm reading it on heavy.com for some reason, mental health challenges. That's okay. what this man was experiencing. I don't know if they know, if they knew at this point uh, what he was S- suffering from. So, apparently, Rich, one of the do you, do you really have to use the word allegedly with the video? That's like saying those guys allegedly were beating Rodney King. You know, here's here's the deal, man. I, I'm trying to play this straight down the middle as I can because this is this story really fucking. It stirred up a lot of shit in me. 
and you guys know. I mean, I hit you up in the in the, in the in the group chat. I was like, I don't even know how to go about talking about this because the first reports it was only reported in the local Chicago news on CBS on WGN, and I mean. I was scouring the internet looking for any reports, and it was a 40-second blurb on the news on the, on the Chicago CBS affiliate. And that's it. And the way they presented it was four individuals kidnapped a special needs man and bullied him on a Facebook Live video for 30 minutes. Police are looking into this matter. No one has been arrested. More as we get... We'll update it more as we go along. Well, maybe, maybe that's all they knew. I don't know. Okay, first of all, there's a video that anyone could have watched. Here's Facebook took it down, which they have every right to do. They're a pri- and this is I've tried to explain this to a few people. We've discussed it on the show before. Facebook's right. a private organization. Yes, yeah. They're not held. They're not a government agency. They don't have to allow freedom of speech. It's their ball, their rules, their court. Right. If they don't like you or if they don't like something you post, have a nice one. They can right. get ready. We suddenly started thinking of Facebook as like this public entity that just should it, everybody owns it. it should, and that's like it's my page. Leave my page alone, motherfucker. I own your page. Go away. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because it's, when you pay nothing for something, you own it, right? So there was a they Facebook lived thirty minutes the torturing of this guy. They started off cutting uh, his clothes off with a razor. It looks like a box, like a box cutter. If you worked. Stock, you know, someplace you know the type of box cutter I'm talking about. Yeah. Um, there's been conflicting reports. Some reports say they burned him with cigarettes or he had cigarette burns on him. Um, I I didn't see it in the video, but I can only bring myself to watch so much of the video. Um, I did see they did take the box cutter and start cutting his scalp and cutting pieces of, of hair off his head. And right. at one point, a piece of his scalp came off. Um, yelling racial uh, things you know, fuck Trump, white boy this, you know, uh, fuck white people. I mean, yeah, every no, other word. Yeah, that was word. the racial part. He says, uh, fuck Donald Trump, nigger, fuck white people, boy, was the quote. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, uh, look, here's, here's the deal. If you're listening to us, you know that for the most part, we try not to have, we try not to, to sit here and like wallow in using racial epithets, but the thing, the video was littered with them. It was like watching, it was like watching a fucking nineties, you know, uh, uh, hood movie. Every other word was nigga. And that was, and that's just the reality of the situation. All right. And, but okay, here's the deal. The, vi- the crime and everything itself, take that out of this for a second. My problem, obviously I have a problem with the crime. No one should do that to another human being, period. Bottom line. My problem is with the reporting methods that have been and are being used so far because and this is where this is where i have an issue because i we we all take media to task for stirring the pot but here's the here they're sitting on the story where they're, they're almost reluctantly reporting the facts because it doesn't fit the narrative of right well but you know what the it wasn't that long ago that there was controversy over the way the the news was reporting uh, race in headlines in, in, the, in the opposite way, where <clears throat> there would be a crime committed by a white man, and it would say, "Man, you know, rapes horse or whatever the crime was." And yeah. uh, if it was a black man, it would be "black man rapes horse." Traditionally, not yeah, but and, a, and a not, situation and like this. 
none of this is conjecture. There's video proof of it, man. Like that's I think that's what Rich is getting at. Like this is, Rich, uh, is a there's motive, nothing to tiptoe around. No, but specifically no, but Rich correct me if but I'm wrong. Hang on, but, a second, hang on a second though. Yes. You can't you can't really say anything until you get the full story on something like this because there's a lot of fakes out. And I told Rich when I saw it, kinda looks staged. So if you start saying these people these black kids kidnapped this white kid and did all the shit, people are gonna be outraged. And then for what? It was a hoax. Yeah, but I think at this point we, involved, we don't it's, think it's, it's no a longer hoax. a hoax. Yeah, the AP is reporting on it at this point. And I mean, to to Earl's credit, a few people I talked to have said the same thing when the story was initially breaking. Okay, my brother actually said, with all the fake news and, and shit that's floating around, he's like, first of all, I've never heard of heavy. I'm like, I I haven't either. I don't even know what type of website it is. It seems right. to be like just a a lifestyle and news website i don't know i don't know their political leanings whatsoever i said but i do know that of course of course the far right websites were the first people to pick up and run with this and that's what makes me uneasy also because sometimes a want for a desire for justice makes for strange bedfellows and in this case I do agree with people on the far right websites that are saying this is bullshit because if the races were reversed, that's it. It would it would lead with that. Absolutely, there'd be a press conference by Obama. We'd be on the fourth one since it broke. We'd have He's already. already we we'd already not just Obama. All the usual suspects would have come out. Reverend Al, Jesse Jackson, and there'd have been calls for, you know. This is systematic systematic racism. Right. This is this is part of the the new Trump America. This is the normalization of the Trump values, et cetera, et cetera. Right. They do seem very lenient with the story. It's allegedly this and that, even though, as Chris points out, it is all it was all broadcast on Facebook. Like people and, and people have seen it, even though they've taken it down. It, it's been all over YouTube. You can see it. And the there. thing yeah. the thing that really irks me is that. They're pushing, the media is pushing this narrative of he's a special needs child or a special needs adult. Yeah. That's where the hate crime comes in. First of all, I think I've said this on the uh, on this show before. Hate crime laws are bullshit to me. If I kill someone, it's not because I love them. Yeah. All right. <laughs> if, I, if, I, if, I, if I rape someone, it's not because I love them. If I beat the shit out of someone, it's not because I love them. Okay. There's hate. There's anger there already. All right. So for me to come out and say, yeah, they better charge these guys with a hate crime, I would be hypocritical to say that. But if I'm going just by the strict letter of the law, there's more than enough evidence there to charge them with one. Right. That's, if that's, that was that's where I meant. That too. was us. We'd all be charged with a hate crime. And they're just pushing saying. it as they're not going to charge him because he's white that they did this to him. That's not the hate crime they're charging. It's a hate crime because he's special needs. And it's like, look, that's bullshit. We all know. We all know. This is the problem with the, but, but wait a minute, but, the lack but, of honesty we have. I, I don't agree with it either. I don't, I doubt, I, I don't know. I, I, I personally doubt how much race was involved as a motivator for these people, right? And just, you know, yelling out, fuck white people is just a little icing on the cake for whatever they had planned. Um, and, but if we're going to have such thing as a hate crime and we're going to define it, then how can we not apply it in this case? I don't agree with it either. I think hate crime is just one step removed from policing thoughts. 
and is only provable by really the words that the people that the the person committing the crime uses. And in this case, it's it's the- he said, "Fuck white people." I mean, it's kind of un- unmistakable. Like even if it's even if his intentions were the farthest from that, and it was just a heat of the moment. Oh, fuck white people slipped out of my mouth. Well, that's too bad for you. That you know you committed a crime, you have to go to jail for it, and you probably have to serve longer now because you had to say fuck white people while you did it. Aaron, it's the double standard of our media. I mean, it's it has not been ever so. It has not been so more obvious in like it's in like the last five years of how much of a double standard in the media there is. Right, or or and I shouldn't say or and it's the it's not only the media having a double standard, but being so afraid of backlash that they are they won't report the full story well like like rich said this this broke two days ago you know and it's just now breaking right and that's because the police have finally charged them with crimes right they charged them with crimes but they still have not charged them with a hate crime yeah, they have. They haven't really, because the last story that I read said that the sheriff said that it is. They have not yet determined, and made no, it sound th- like it would be a. It watch. is no. It's going. It's going to be a hate crime, but it's for what Rich said because no, he's going to okay, no, Hold on a second. Is it going to be, or have they been charged? No, they've been charged. They've, as a hate they've crime. been charges. charged, but they have. Well, here's the thing. Whether in, it, whether in, in Earl's the, defense, it broke six minutes ago on the AP that they have been charged with hate crimes. Okay. okay, there you go. I got to tell you guys, well, since I've been invited to this, I've been watching CNN and FSN. <laughs> I'm so, sorry. Uh, <laughs> Ooh, he's studying. <laughs> sorry, yeah. we, didn't make, we, we didn't make you, we, we didn't think we needed to make you do homework. <laughs> got to do homework. But uh, no, seriously though, it in they, today's society, they have to be careful. Because of all of the fake news, you know, the, the fake police stories of pulling up right. and shooting people. This and- leads a little bit too much into certain people's narratives, people who want to believe this type of shit. I mean, the guy who walks into the pizza joint with a shotgun wanted to believe that. If he had any skeptical bone in his body, he would have stopped and thought about what he was fucking doing. But he wanted so hard to believe that Hillary Clinton and all these, all these Democrats were so evil and corrupt that they were trafficking children. That as soon as he heard a a, place, as soon as he heard a story that confirmed his beliefs, he was in action and ready to go. So that's 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 something I okay I can understand. Here's here's my okay here's my beef. The police, excuse me, not the police. The media is if 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 we could grab someone from the media, put them on the show, and say, why are you dragging your feet about reporting this? And they would go, we want to get the facts straight. We don't want to cause. We don't want to re- incorrectly report something. Okay, then why, if the, if the roles were reversed and we've seen news stories like that, are you quick to say four white teens captured a, a black youth and tortured him on Facebook for thirty minutes? Right. Or how okay. about every every, poor, every black person that has unfortunately been shot by a police officer? And how do we hear about it? Yeah. Peace, piecemeal. We hear. Someone was shot. What did he do? I don't know. Nobody's saying this video. Nobody knows what's on it. Uh, and then it takes weeks for the full story to come out. Now, it's maybe this is, and, and this is the case where you have video that not only was captured, but was broadcast and is out there. 
by the people perpetrating the crime. Right. It, Is it, this giving anybody else a Rodney King feeling? No, because no, Rodney not, King no. was a no. bystander capturing the police, beating somebody's ass Honestly. who had ran from. This, is, this un- is the people committing the crime broadcasting it themselves. This is an unfortunate yeah, this be, story. This would be like the cops who were beating Rodney King broadcasting yeah. the video. Yeah, periscoping it. This is only interesting to me in the way that it reflects the decisions of the media. Outside of that, it's a non-story to me. It's random it's violence. It's just people being dirtbags. It, yeah, yeah, it's an, a very unfortunate story, but... It's not. It's not saying anything about what's going on in our nation. I don't think. No, I don't you think know? this. I don't it's think not. that this is a symptom of a race war that's coming. Like some people on right. the far left and right, far right. right want to want to frame it as. This is just okay. These are this is four idiots who were obviously fucked up. And when I say fucked up, I mean they're smoking and drinking during the whole fucking half hour video. All right, and they're not saying, and as my as my great grandmother say, they smoke in them left hand cigarettes. All right, so well, th- these are these are four people who committed a dumbass crime, yeah. and their dumbasses thought that they were actually well, at least one of them thought they were actually going to put it on Facebook and get away with it. But but we're not really I, disagreeing on it. I mean, Chris, you said that this is media bias. And I say it is media bias. I just don't think that it's out of their own personal beliefs. It's they're they're letting bias seep in from their fear of reprisal. They're lying in the bed they made, in my opinion. Like they're they're, right. they're they are a product of the monster they created. Yeah, you like to stir up the pot when it's going to generate ratings, but when you think that you know if we make a mistake on this one, our sponsor is going to pull out and we're going to suffer monetarily. Well, then let's be really careful how we report this one. You know what? You know what this whole situation reminded me of. Aaron, have you ever? Excuse me. Have you ever seen? You ever seen the the Spike Lee movie Bamboozle? Yes. Yeah, I love it. That was so I, fucking intense. One of my one of my favorite yeah one of my favorite Spike Lee movies that I think is criminally underrated. Yeah. That's beside the point. Um, remember at the end when they captured mm-hmm. or, or kidnapped and then broadcast. This is this is the type of shit I'm thinking. I'm like, how the fuck? What is the point behind? Except for that was a political statement. You know. They, they, for people who haven't wait, wait, seen d- the movie, d- describe yeah, describe it. For people who haven't seen the movie, um, basically, a black executive who works for a major network, new uh, t- television network, is tired of the network saying, "Well, you need to come up with more black things, more black things." So he goes, "If they want black, I'll give them black." So he decides to put on an old school minstrel blackface show using black people in blackface, right? Tap dancing and whole nine yards. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't know nothing about birthing, no babies, all of it. I mean, every stereotype you could throw out there. And, uh, and the people there's love a. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It blow, it, he thinks it's going to get him fired. He's going to get out of his contract and be able to, you know, go do what he wants to do. Right. And it, 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 the reverse happens. Like how we talked about network. Well, not only that, but the the star of his show starts believing that he's repurposing what he's doing, right? Yeah, like, up until like the he, last show. When, yeah. Right, he feels like, oh, you know, I'm I'm taking this back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He feels like he's t- it's it's like it's like using the word nigger in in the right. black you know community. It's it's taking right. the power away from the white person because hey, exactly. we're taking it back. Well, long story short, there's a militant group in the in the um in the movie. They kidnap the the star of the show. And then they live broadcast um, 
torturing and killing them. And all I could think was, not necessarily with the political statement that was, you know, that group was trying to make in that movie, but all I could think is, like, that movie bamboozled come out in, what, 1999, 2000? That's 17, 18 years old. And here we are in a situation where people are actually committing crimes that kidnapping in some states is 25 years to life, all right? Yeah, that's torturing true. somebody. Yeah, you're, I mean, and, they're already guilty of a federal crime. I don't know how much more a hate crime is going to fuck up their their lives. But to me, it's like here's the other thing: Do these people who who when when they said, "Hey, let's Facebook Live this, let's stream this live as we're doing it," did it not occur to them? That's, are that, they are they so yeah. entrenched in 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 we need to be stars? We're going to be famous that they didn't realize you're fucking yourself. Right, yeah, not you, only did you, one person called, think that, but four people got together and none of them said, hey, wait a minute, maybe this is a bad yeah. idea. The subtitle of this video could be called Exhibit A. Like, are they ignorant of how the court system works? I'm telling which, you, I'm going to be honest which, with you. If I'm doing some dirt and I got three other motherfuckers and one of them whips out a cell phone talking about Facebook Live, that motherfucker's going in the ground with the motherfuckers we're putting in the ground. That's all there is to it. Fuck that. Put your phone away, turn that shit off. In fact, leave your shit at home. Fucking bringing a phone to a crime for, and that's what leads the people to believe it was staged. Right, nobody could be this stupid. It sounds well, so outrageous, like the PizzaGate thing. No, we can't be that stupid. We proved it on November eighth. Anyway, like, yeah, it's in that Twitter shit you sent, like group chat, Rich. Like, I'm, I'm about done with humanity. <laughs> Check, please. Like I the, actually, the fact I that actually, people are defending these people, like, where's your what, humanity? What are you, what are you talking like, let's about? Let's take race out of this and just, these are humans treating other humans like what this. The, but do you, uh, those people in the group chat, in the group yeah. chat, um, uh, in one of the, the, the stories I'd read, there was, they were talking about the reaction. Basically the story was, was about the reaction to this online. And, um, the, the same story that we've been talking about. Yes. Okay. And it, someone had taken screenshots of a conversation between uh, two people, and one of the guys was, okay, I, I'll just read it to you. Okay, so the first guy goes, how about kidnapping and torturing a disabled white kid while shouting, fuck white people? Is that racism? This gentleman comes back and says, have you ever heard of innocent till proven guilty? All the facts haven't come out yet. The, the first guy says, there's a 15-minute Facebook video of them torturing him. The response is, black folks have been tortured since we got to this country. She may have had a breakdown as a result of that. What? <laughs> the, fir- what? The, first, the first guy comes back this and says, she had a breakdown and kidnapped a tortured disabled kid. Okay. And hold on, because it, it keeps going. <clears throat> and he goes, this is a real conversation about mental health. I don't like the fact that she was smoking either. And this is the gentleman who had said that maybe she had a breakdown because you know blacks have been tortured in this country right i see and the next so, guy says are you actually trying to defend the attacker attackers there is video evidence of them torturing him and he comes back with their victims they are victims of torture the middle passage was torture slavery was torture jim crow was torture okay so you think it wasn't a racist attack on white people and that black people were justified the last tweet it it says Brittany herring one of the alleged perpetrators uh-huh is a victim of white supremacy. It's not her fault that black folks are violently oppressed. And I'm done. Check, please. Guys, can I, can I just say this? 
I, I, I wanted to believe that was bullshit. That was someone trolling. I looked up the guy's Twitter handle, and it led me to the because uh, Uhuro uh-huh. is his Twitter handle. There's right. a, there's a uh, Uhuro uh, Solidarity Movement. Um, it's they have a website. It's a dot org website. Is it's he, uh, Solidarity it? with African Liberation. Uh-huh. Um, you know they have a Facebook page, Wikipedia page. Um, the so movement has been led legit. by the yeah. It has been the movement has been led by the African People's Socialist Party, and then they they start listing leaders and stuff. And so I mean, this guy is coming from. Let's just preface everything. Well, we can't preface because we already said, but let's just. I just want to blanket everything that we just said. This guy is coming from a very extremist point of view. And we understand, I understand that. I can't speak for you, gentlemen. I understand that. This is not how most people feel. Because I guarantee you, I've lived in the hood, man. I've lived in the hood on and off most of my life. Motherfuckers in the hood are probably like, shit, that was my kid? Shit, them motherfuckers wouldn't make it to trial. It'd be some Samuel L. Jackson shit up in here. Yes, they deserve to die, and I hope to burn in hell. Like that, I'm not, and if you think I'm bullshitting, Bernie Mac shit. Some furniture moving around in this motherfucker. Exactly. There's about to be a misunderstanding. (laughs) (laughs) We're about to have a discrepancy. And so, please, if you're listening and you think I'm sitting here going, well, that's the majority of how how people feel who are on the left or how black people feel, pull your head out your ass. That's not what I'm saying. Obviously, this this gentleman who posted in defensive in any way of uh, this crime He's, he's an extremist on one side. But what have we talked about multiple times over the last couple months? You can go so far to the extreme that you come back around and you end up being flip sides of the same coin. The far right and the far left are not that different. And we've also, the, the, the stuff that gentleman says has kind of made me realize, and I don't know why we even brought this up sooner. When have, did we lose sight in this country of two wrongs don't make a right? You know, what happened to taking hey, the higher road? Three rights make a left, though, so calm down. Well, I, it's, it's, it, it is. It's the five-year-old defense. It's, it's when you get caught with your hand in the cookie jar, and your mother goes, what I tell you, get your hand out the fucking cookie jar. No, you can't have no more fucking cookies. And you go, but my little brother just had three. So you rat him out. And really, if you, <laughs> I mean, this is, this is kind of a reach, but if you really think about it, it's been that way ever since the drug war got ramped up because we we have such heavy you know sentencing policies with mandatory minimums. We encourage people to rat out each other, so that mentality trickles down in the criminal element because well, I, what I did wasn't as bad as what that person did, so I'll, I'll tell on them and I'll get if you, you know, think it'll be less than my sentence. If you think this is going to happen in this trial, you're sadly wrong, sadly mistaken. Seriously, there's four people. One of them had a box cutter. Think about that. The girl with the camera never touched the guy. There's going to be a lot of, I didn't do it. He did it. I just filmed it. Yeah, he didn't try to, yeah the judge is going to tell him you didn't try to stop it. You're just as guilty. Here's the thing. Well, Charles Manson, as far as, we, as, far as the, the state could prove, never killed anybody, yet he's serving a life sentence, and he was on death row at one point yeah. for murder. I mean, it, this is, okay, look, I'm not a lawyer. I have a few friends who are. That's their, this, that's their domain. Okay, that's their domain. That's that's where that's where the facts are. What when you walk into a courtroom, it's not what you know; it's what you can prove. That's the bottom line. We're talking right now about what we saw in that video. What happens in a courtroom, we all know, is mandated by the laws that are surrounding 
what they're being charged with. It, it doesn't matter what, what your feelings are. It, well, it's not supposed to matter. Let's put it that way. I say, if, you've been paying attention the last couple of years, Rich? <laughs> that, that statement's becoming more and more false, unfortunately. You're talking to a gentleman who, dude, I had to go to a family court proceeding, a family court proceeding. Oh, sorry. I didn't even realize I was plugged in. Sorry. I had to go to a family court proceeding, not over, not, not a custody battle as far as, you know, a child or anything, but to, to do with my grandmother. And I sat there and watched a judge make rulings based on how she felt about how the people presented themselves when they walked up and totally dismiss facts. Okay, so the farther away from, from a from the criminal case you get... Is she Trump's cabinet now? It's already been established, the farther, in my mind at least, the farther away from the criminal court you get, the more the judge's feelings come into play. In a criminal court, ideally, like I said, it's not what you know, it's what you can prove. Well, what else is going on, though? We've done a half hour on this one story. Yeah, but where are you going to find 12 people that are going to be able to look that video and go, oh, hell no. Okay, just, and Aaron, I get get why you want to move on, and I don't feel like we fucking held the media's feet to the fire enough on this. (laughs) But by saying that, I think I, by saying that, I think I kind of did, so it's kind of ironic. But I just want to say, Earl, to your point, most likely, let's be honest, there's going to be plea deals. Because that's how, that's how the court, that's how the legal system works in this country. They overcharge you, you plea down, and then you take your time. I mean, unless, they, unless there's some sort of not guilty by reason of insanity. And if that happens, we could be sitting here talking about this six months, a year from now. Uh, insane, like all four of them are insane? Well, okay. Well, they were <laughs> well that for a fact, they first, were smoking weed on camera. First of oh, all. Well, I know that makes people insane. First yeah, of all, for madness. there are four people sitting in four different interrogation rooms with cops sweating them in four different ways. They're going to try their best to get those people to turn on each other. That's all there is to it. That's what cops do. Yay. While you're sitting here thinking that, that, that stop snitching shit, your boy's already made a fucking deal. We know all the details. You so fucked you up. Well tell us. Yeah, you, you know fucked you fucked up, up right? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Because that's, that's, what, that's what police do. This is not nothing new. This is not far-fetched conspiracy theory shit. This is what they do. I mean, watch the first 48. Watch documentaries where they use police interrogation footage. That's what they do. They separate the people. If it was multiple people involved in the crime, they separate them and they play them against each other. So most likely what's going to happen is whoever did the cutting is going to face the bulk of the, of the charges. Everyone's gonna, everyone else is, is going to be offered a plea deal. And the person, like I said, who did the, the actual cutting on the on the guy, is going to be offered up as the sacrificial lamb. Yes, and he'll get he'll get the most time. And it was a man who did the cutting in the video. That's why I'm saying he'll get the most time. All right, fuck it. Uh, I think they might. I think they might all get kidnapping though. I mean, if you read the details of the story, like he initially willingly went with him because he knew one of the people from school, and then it turned into, you know, it's. Yeah, the, the the one guy may take the 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 brunt of the the charges, the guy who did the actual physical assault, but they, I don't know, they, they don't take kidnapping lightly either. So no, kidnap, we'll kidnapping, see. Is a, kidnapping is like I said, a, and Aaron said, a federal offense, and that's automatically, as far as I know, twenty or twenty five years well, to life. Again, you know, it's the details of this case are interesting in and of themselves. I don't think. 
It's only the re- the media response to this that. No, I, I think I think, I think it's interesting. Let's say they'll say it was four white people who had done this to another white person, and they and and the and the victim wasn't uh, autistic or whatever whatever the fuck they're reporting he is. Okay. I think it's interesting. I think it's interesting along the lines of: Did these idiots think that they were going to post that on Facebook and be internet famous and get away with it? Is that how much we're fucking enamored with stardom these days? It society? looked like they were trying to make a fucking Blair Witch Project movie. <laughs> so, in other words, so you gotta take a, you gotta take a Dramamine before you watch it. That's what I'm saying. They're gonna, go to, they're gonna go to court and go, "It wasn't us. It was the witch." I didn't have the knife. I didn't have the knife. There was a there was another uh, story about Facebook Live this week. I guess there was uh, a young woman, Kian. Kiana Herndon, who had, was Facebook live streaming her, apparently just talking shit and dancing around. And during this live stream, she had her kid like with her, and the kid was kind of like in the background, and she was dancing or something. And she just fell over and died. I guess she had suffered from uh, suffered from some weird disease, and her heart just gave out. But the reason it was. In the story, on top the, of need, being broadcast live, we need the, that crazy dance and make my penis soft drop. Right? Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So her dad was all over the place, blasting everybody, all of her quote unquote, as he calls them, friends who are watching on Facebook, who did nothing, because I guess once she had collapsed, the I mean, there was nobody in the room to terminate the live feed, so it just continued with her kids screaming in the background and her and the mom dead on the floor. And the views started going up and up and up because everyone was like, holy fuck, this girl just like passed out start, or something or died. Started sharing the fuck out of it. Right. And so his view on this is that everybody wanted to gawk at it, but nobody did anything and just let her die there on the floor. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, what? I saw that same kind of shit in New Jersey last year. Yeah. Fucking there was, uh, I was outside of one of the, stores that i was at and these two black chicks were just beating the fuck out of each other screaming at each other cops you know cops roll up like three cop cars deep try to break it up because one of the dudes gets in and now there's like a dude and a chick beating up on the chick everybody's standing around fucking they got their phones out their video world star the world star yeah instead of maybe someone going and fucking breaking it up and going hey stop beating this chick's ass well, no, everyone's I'm just be, standing around I'm videoing honest, it. I'm gonna be honest with you. I, today, today's with with so many one states having concealed carry and stand your ground laws. I'm not trying to break up a fight between people I don't know. Right, and then what <laughs> happens next? I'm videotaped pushing around a black chick. I, I don't even give a fuck about that. I just don't want no one whipping out a gun and laying daylight through me. Then just walk away. This, well, I just found what was disturbing out the whole situation is everyone recording sitting it. there recording right. it and no one's helping. Just walk away if you're going to be that fucking... Well, you're that's how you live about it. now, just, man. There's, there's danger, too, though, in, just, in breaking up a, a girl fight because if, there's, if one of them's got a man around and you mm-hmm. step in and try and break it up, then the man's going to get involved and you have no idea who the fuck that guy is. If you see two teenagers, though. If they you, were high school kids. I could get my ass beat by a high schooler. Yeah, Cat Williams, <laughs> Williams learned that lesson. Really right. No, but what, I, what I'm saying is you see two guys fighting, and you can size it up and go, well, they're both bigger than me, so there's nothing I can do. Or you can go, 
Well, I think I could take one of them. Let me. This guy seems like he's getting his ass kicked. Let me break this shit up. But if oh, you have two girls, know. you have no idea who else is going to jump in on that shit. You're yeah, leaving but your ass exposed. But I like to think of maybe 20, 30 years ago, like eight dudes would have banded together and just fucking rolled into that shit and stopped okay. it. Okay, hold, but, on a sec, hold on a sec, hold on a sec, because Earl and I have a, have a unique perspective on this. How's that? Um, we've actually... Been girl fighting? Um, been, part, been party to two gentlemen going at it and people trying to break it up. And what happens is people... <laughs> end up getting their ass beat <laughs> because you don't know because the lights go out and you don't know who's there. Right. Yeah, and so you just start grabbing the nearest person and pounding the shit out of them. <laughs> right, you, you try and so, grab one guy off the other. You get elbowed in the face. Now you're just swinging wildly. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> People get put in headlocks and punched, and it's not even the dude that was involved right. in the fight initially. Well, and okay, but I want to get back to the story real quick. So I, I understand. The, the the reaction to everybody just kind of gawking at his poor dead daughter there. <laughs> the the flip side though is what was anybody supposed to do? I Isn't mean, there bystander call nine one one and tell him what somebody on I'm Facebook collapsed. I, I'm watching a friend on Facebook who a friend? this is their location. How do you know their yeah, location? Face- because Facebook- if you're a friend, if you're a friend with them, you you can go to their profile and see what city they're in. What? Who says it? Look, her friend came over afterwards and found. She's the one who actually terminated the the feed when she found came over and found the body on the floor. Um, you can't assume that her friends are watching. I mean, do you, okay, fair enough, fair enough. No, fair if you don't, set, Aaron, if you don't set your privacy settings the right way. I could post something and someone could come right to our house. If they knew what they were doing. I probably wouldn't know how to do that. I mean, yeah, everything's geotagged if you know how to uh, read the code. I think you're, getting, you're not giving yourself enough credit, Aaron. If you were motivated, you could do it. Okay, and what? Like, I'm going to save this girl's life by trying to learn how to geotag her location? I, I don't know. I, I don't... I don't I think, just do the right thing. Someone died. Just call one one. What, Earl, what did you say? You said something about aren't there good Samaritan laws or something like that? Now, there's a bystander law. I know there used to be. Have you guys ever seen the movie Accused? Yeah, well, there's, there's a, the law that was put into effect after that murder in, in New York. The famous one where the woman supposedly uh, died screaming, bleeding out on the, in the street while everybody else uh, just either watched or shut off their lights and went back to bed. Well, yeah, the whole last episode of Seinfeld was based yeah, on... Yeah, I was about to bring that up, yeah. Right. Yeah, the, the, the Good Samaritan or Bystander Law. Right. Um, Which the problem that, is... That whole story, 90% of that story was manufactured, by the way, just so you know. What, Seinfeld? No. <laughs> no I was going to say 100% of it was. <laughs> no, the story that they're getting that from, I can't remember the woman's name, but they've explored that story inside and out, and it was blown up actually interesting because it, when you think about it in the aspect of uh of stories like we were talking about with the well any of the videos of of anybody being beat up or shot or killed that uh might be of opposing races but at that time the narrative was crime on the uprise and this story of this woman dying alone in the street while everybody in the neighborhood refused to do anything perfectly fit that narrative and took off like wildfire across the nation and inspired a, a change in the laws. But upon further investigation, it turned out to be mostly bullshit. I mean, yes, 
she did get stabbed in the street and die. And yes, there was one man who should have done something if he knew what the fuck was going on, but it wasn't anywhere near what the story was portrayed as. Hey, it's New York. It's, it's, I've worked there for two hey. years. That's how it is, man. Fucking people don't give a shit. That's, it, hey, lady, get out of my way. I'm trying to get Detroit. somewhere. I've seen right, that Chris, shit go down in Detroit, too. I mean, it's, it's everywhere. It really is. But that being said, though, uh, the movie, Jodie Foster... The accused. Have you guys seen it? Yes. Okay, they arrested the guys that raped her. There were like three of them that raped her. Uh Uh-huh. And then they went back and arrested the guys that were cheering it on and convicted them as well. Right. So if you're watching a fight in the street, like Chris was saying, and you're just sitting there filming it and laughing at it, I mean... You could leave yourself exposed. Yeah, absolutely. You really could. So yeah, either do something or walk the fuck away. Right. Well, hey, there you go. Well, you just figured out how the cameraman in the story we were talking about earlier gets convicted. But but do do something would just be call the police. I mean, I can't imagine yeah. a, what situation would you recommend like actually trying to break up a fight these days. Well, I don't know. You know, if Ronda Rousey was sitting there getting her ass pummeled and bouncing off the mat, and you know, <laughs> hey, 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 that's enough. You know, Ronda like Rousey's think- story is the epitome of the millennial story to me. With her her recent ass beating, because it just, at least from somebody who's not directly involved in following the sport or any sport for that matter, I see somebody who is young and cute and really believes that they are a champion. And I guess that's just not fucking enough to cut it, is it? Well, she was just but believing. The last couple of years, not anymore. She used to be good. She used to win fights all the time. But, what I, well, that's what I, I was telling you guys on Sporgy, though. Well, wait a minute. It was, it was more than her championship. She was seen as as a role model, a breakout in this sport. Given you know, women of her stature, blonde, beautiful, you know, sh- you know, toned up women can actually you know perform something like that. And then these past two fights, uh, no. Nah. No, they can't. Yeah, I I don't know. She, From what I understand, she like she she was really successful. She's an Olympic athlete, right? Ronda Rousey. No. Yeah. Rousey. No, no. Uh, okay, well, M- I'm going to look it up again then. MMA. If she is, it's not for MMA because it's not in the Olympics. Maybe it's for like a, a grappling sport, like that, judo or wrestling. Judo. Or something. Yes, it was for judo. So that's what I'm saying. Like. She might be an Olympic judo athlete, but clearly this doesn't translate. And just because you believe you can do something and everybody wants to believe because they're attracted to you and you're young and, and cute doesn't necessarily mean that you are going to be the champion. Oh, but Come see, on, Aaron. We're in the society where everyone's the same now. Right. You can well, no, anything. Here's the problem. You, you get in the, on the ground with Rhonda, it's game over. Well, me? But she can never get him on the ground. Uh, Holly Holmes or uh, Noons as well. But she can never get either one of those two on the ground. They beat the shit out of her. Well, right. That's why she's good at judo and not MMA. Well, judo's judo's all about getting your ass on the ground. It's 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 part of MMA. That's the whole mixed martial arts. Yeah. Basically, she has a good ground game, but she's she's not a striker. She can't sit there and go blow for blow with somebody. And I mean, it's just it happens, you know. No matter what. You know, maybe because I've been listening to a lot of Joe Rogan and he dissects a lot of fights and stuff. I'm not really into the whole UFC MMA thing. I I just never got into it. But it is interesting to listen to someone who is a black belt in judo and has been in that sport 
to sit there and dissect the sport just from a wow, there's a lot more to it than people think. People think it's just you get into a ring and start throwing punches and that's it. It's not that. There's a lot of setting, especially when it comes to judo and submission moves and grappling. There's a lot of setting people up. It's almost it's 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 a physical version of chess. You have to think three, four moves ahead. This person's going to do this. I'm going to counter with this. I'm going to put them in an arm bar. Boom, I got them. But you got to think, you know, ahead of time. Uh, but I mean, besides besides that, it's just she ran into people who were just going to, you know, wanted to came out and did a stand up fight, and she never got to the mat, and she lost, and she's a sore loser. I mean, what, that's what terrible. What more, to, what more is there to talk about? I mean, unfortunately. In sports, where your ego is on the line, along with your wins and losses, but your ego is there. Like I said on, you know, Sporgy, a lot of sports people are like a lot of musicians. They have a huge ego, but it's eggshell fragile. And the minute there's a crack in it, they can't handle it. I mean, instead of looking at it like this, I'm Ronda Rousey. I can whip 95% of the, the, the world's ass in a one-on-one fight. She looks at it as, I just got embarrassed on national television, and I'm going to go pout about it. She's, it's just, it's, it's, her ego is dictating how she looks at the situation. How can it not? That's part, it, I mean, that's part of being an athlete. Yeah, it's on one-on-one sport. You don't even have teammates you can blame. Yeah, but if you're, if you do any sports, I mean, one of the facts of sports is you are going to lose at some point. Nobody goes yeah. undefeated. Well, ego, that gives me a nice segue into Donald Trump because that's, <laughs> Because it's his ego in this situation that's his major blind spot when it comes to any conversation with Russia, apparently. No hack. No hacking. What's that? No hacking. No, we, what? They didn't hack us. Hacker, no hacking? Who, who didn't hack us? <laughs> I, think he's, I, I think he's trying to quote Trump. He's trying to paraphrase Trump there. Oh, okay, okay. Oh, I thought he was making a goof on swiper, no swiping. <laughs> Hacker, no hacking. Yes. Say it with me. <laughs> That's what we forgot to do. Forgot to all stand at the edge of Alaska and say, hacker, no hacking. <laughs> no. From Sarah Palin's. <laughs> That's it. Just if go to Sarah Palin's house, we could see him, right? Only from the backyard. <laughs> well, okay, so we had Obama's getting the security hearing today as we record this. Tomorrow, which will be Friday will be uh, Trump getting the same security hearing about what the collected intel- intelligence agencies' uh, evidence is to the fact that there was tampering in our... It's not... What was it? It's, I'm trying to get the exact word used because it what, it's not tampering with the election and tampering with the election results. Uh, tampering with the electoral process. That was the exact words. It tampered with us. Like said it a hundred times. Like that's the, the news stories keep leading us to believe the Russians got into our computers and our voting system and affected the results. No, they figured out we're dumb and easily swayed, and they hacked us. Like they they hacked our personality as a fucking group. Right. Well, but wouldn't you still want to stop that? Why? I have to pay the price because you're dumb. Okay. Like, I'd, I have a brain. Like, what if your sister's mentally retarded and she's getting raped all the time, but she doesn't know and any it's better? Live on Facebook. <laughs> but she, but she doesn't know any better. Step in and stop that shit if you can do something about it. Or you just go, well, pfft. hey, 
People want to just let shit happen to them. I mean, the hardest part about eating vegetables is getting them out of the wheelchair. I mean, yeah, there's a lot of. <laughs> you can't help somebody that won't help themselves, Aaron. Uh, no, but I'm not even talking about trying to help people who won't help themselves. I'm saying you you can't just be selective I, I about. Sit you can't and explain it to them without the Russian no, hack, no, and they're still not going to get it. No, forget about them. I'm talking about the Russians. Why is it an either or game where you say, well? Uh, either the uh, either the Russians had something to do with with uh, the result of our election, or they didn't. To me, it's not that's not the question. It's either they attempted to influence our election, or they didn't. And it seems like the evidence is that they attempted to. So it's not just blow it off and say, well, they may have they had no effect. Or if they did, they only had effect on stupid people who probably would have voted that way anyway. So we just, in that case, we'll just want to roll over and let Russia do whatever they want. I mean, it's cl- what it's not even really a question about whether they hacked us or whether they uh, tried to influence our election because it's something that they do all over the fucking world. Of course, they they're trying to do it to us as well. Well, what are we going to do? Just block all Russian IPs coming to the United? I mean, that's well, we can do sanctions, which we already did. Which will probably be removed as soon as Trump takes office, because and in the grand scheme of things, are generally nothing if you really read into what they were. The grand scheme of things, what? Oh, the sanctions. The sanctions, yeah. Yeah. It look sanctions start small. That it's it's not that it's going to affect the other nation. It sends a clear message with the intent of if this happened, let's say at the beginning of Obama's presidency, we probably and in this behavior continued, there would be further and further sanctions until. There was an actual consequence. I agree with you. The sanctions were small, but you don't just start off with cutting off a nation completely. You send a message, and so yeah. But what's so, but, that message going to be to somebody who's as big as us? No, no, no. Send a message to Russia. That's what I'm saying. They're as big as that. what the fuck are we going to do to Russia? Well, we have a lot more influence and power in the world than oh, Russia does at this well, moment. We don't. Sure, well, we, we don't. do. Sure, we do. How, how don't we? Okay, hold on. We, yeah, we, China. We, you got to back that statement up, man. What, uh, right? Because they're there, we're not. I, I don't know what that means. They're literally over there, and yeah. we're not. Over where? Over in Russia? Overseas, period. Right. You're saying we have more power and influence in the world. No, we don't. We think we do because we're Americans, but we don't. <laughs> well, I mean, if we're going to sit there and talk about, you know, go over there and I'm going to put sanctions... I'm going to slap your wrist. I'm going to, yeah, okay, Dad, whatever. Mom, turn around and beat the shit out of you. That's Russia. They're, she's there. You know, a, co- a country tried to side with us, and they're like, okay, next thing you know, they're in there. Then what are you going to do? And eventually, you're going to talk about bringing the Cold, Cold War back with Russia. Wait a minute, are you and talking about if, if, a, if a third country tried <laughs> to side with us, Russia would, R- Russia would go over there and, and fuck them up. Is that what you're trying to say? Well, that's what they've done. Okay, I guess from that aspect, I do understand because we're almost, okay, our sanctions and us being so far away, it's like, okay, all right. It's like your dad calling, you know, your dad's a truck driver and he's on the road and your mom puts him on the phone and says, when I get home, beat your your ass, (laughs) but your mom's there to beat your ass right now. Okay, from that aspect, I got what you're saying. However, we're a major player in the U.N., in fact, we have a veto really in the UN, and if you just look at the amount of trade that we do with other countries, there's a lot of power in that as well, and a lot and a lot of things that we can do to make things more expensive for Russians. True, but on the other hand, too, Russia's neighbors with uh, China. 
And yeah. right. Yeah. Hey, uh, you know, know people who make lots of money. Right. We're, but for, for, okay. So U.S. says, you know what, China, uh, we really want to do business with you, but we don't like the way that you do business with Russia. And China will say, it's a big fucking deal. You owe us a lot of money. <laughs> right. Pretty much. No. We own you. <laughs> no. No. They're going to continue the good trade that goes back and forth between our countries rather than uh, than lose that just to have a good relationship with a crumbling nation. I'm not taking it out of faith. This is history. <laughs> okay, Max. Is I think, it, or I think historically, <laughs> I think I think I, I think honestly, we're not that far away from, especially as we get more of a global economy, and it's in and these and our borders are something that the only reason that they're even enforced as far as economically is because of taxes. We're, eventually, there's going to be a country that's going to step up and go, yeah, I don't really give a fuck what you got to say anymore, U.S. You don't have the power you used to. Well, that's that's Korea. Exactly North Korea. We hold all the chips. If we call in our markers, you're fucked. I mean, and we're not that far away from it. We like to think we are. And it's, this is goes back to something well, I said before. But wait we're a minute. Very- no, but, but you're, uh, you just made an argument against yourself because this is a global economy. And to draw away, to, to cease to do business with one of the richest countries, with the richest country in the world, is shooting yourself in the foot. What I'm saying is they're going to they're gonna, they're gonna go, we're going we're gonna to negotiate with you, with you from a position of power. You are no longer in a position power. of power. Right. You think anybody has so much debt over us that they have a position of power over this nation? Yeah, China. China. No, yeah. no, they don't. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. Look, okay. It's not the Chinese government that owns all this shit in America. It's private business owners who are investing in land and business opportunities in America. Yes, in the big ass, in the big respect that uh, China owns a lot of the U.S. But when you talk about trade between our nations, it's even. They don't. I know we, you're saying that, but I'm telling you, Russia sits right there with China, so, and if we start pissing them off. It's going to be very, very short-lived to where China's going to be like, okay, my bad. U.S., fuck off. I'm no, with you, Russia. There's no way that China would side with Russia. Oh, come on. Uh, not until Russia can, can, can prove, first of all, that it can even survive as a nation in the long term. It's pretty still good, there, isn't it? a pretty good job for a couple thousand uh, yeah. years. <laughs> not to mention they were there before we were, but here and there. Yeah, exactly. We're the, we're the, we're the new kids on the it's block, basically. Surviving. Let me amend that statement. Survive as a thriving nation and not a crumbling one, which it is and has been. Okay, but uh, okay, hold on a sec. Let's just time out for a sec. Yeah. Let's be honest here. Have you been to China? The fuck does that have to do with anything? No, I'm asking a question. Don't fucking get off on no bullshit about what what is it has to do with anything. I'm asking because this is what we're told, and w- w- by who? Our media that they're a crumbling nation. Not China, Russia. Russia's, okay. No, what I'm saying oh. is. Okay, is okay, China going to pick is, Russia, its neighbor, or U.S., the wealthier nation, to do trade with if it was forced to choose? It's no contest. It has nothing to do with their borders. It has everything to do with who has the money and who is, uh, has the, the longer term of good business. I, and, it, Aaron, I won't have, argue with you about trades. I won't argue with you about money. I won't. 
but it's very, very short-lived when you're sitting there trying to do things that financially make sense when there's a guy right behind you that's ready to beat the shit With a barrel of a gun to your head. Right. It becomes a very common-sense decision. USA, I'll get back to you. Russia, it's all yours. My bad. Uh, yeah, I, I don't believe that China is threatened by Russia. Okay. Well, I mean... It, 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 Ultimately, that comes down to you don't see it that way. I'm just saying, look, there's a lot of shit that, how do I put this? We're very young. We're a very young country, and we rose to power post-World War II at rates that the world had never seen before. Yeah. And since World War II, in the 70-plus years since World War II ended, excuse me, technology has shrunk the world. I mean, once again, we talked about this before. The UN has declared, you know, internet access a human right. As soon as that is implemented worldwide, information, which is true power, right. is going to be shooting at the, at, at, the, at the fastest speed we can, you know, shoot it across the globe. That's unheard of before. Borders are going to cease to exist except for, well, the laws we have about who can come and who can go through our borders and the taxation about what passes and what comes in through our borders, and the economy is going to be global, America still has this idea, this rugged individualism, that's not going to work in a global economy. Right. This, this isolationist thinking of that jobs going over to other nations is always a bad thing. I'm not saying that it never is. I'm not taking a contrary position, and I'm saying there's a lot of gray in there that involves being involved in what is inevitably going to be a world economy and and, I, and, and you can either <clears throat> draw away from that and try and just concentrate on your own economy with the exclusion of the global economy and suffer from it or you can get ahead of it and as a country that is now wealthy will continue to re- remain wealthy and powerful because they will be in control of the global economy and not separated from it Ultimately, what is the point of capitalism? To die with the most toys. To I die guess, with yeah. the most... The mo- that's it. And we've exported capitalism, at least the ideal, or the idea of capitalism, to other countries as far as economic terms. So here's the thing. Let's just say, for argument's sake, we're number one in the world right now. That means people are gunning for us. And they're always going to be that. If you're number one, you're always going to have to fucking worry about number two, number three, number four. All right? The point is to be number one. China, Russia wants that top spot. We've already, nuclear nuclear weapons pretty much assured, new, you know, destruction of the entire planet. We came to a stalemate. The Cold War ended. Now we fight wars in boardrooms. Now we fight wars with fucking money and stocks and shit moving and land and ownership of property and ownership of companies that's how we fight wars these days and we're gonna we i'm sorry we are not equipped to win that war china is far more ready to fight that battle than we are because we still think in the mentality of we have the biggest military who's going to fuck with us Mm -hmm. no i i agree i think there's way more likely a scenario of china not having to choose who it does business with because is the leading economy in the world because they it's also understand- the largest holder of U.S. debt in the world. We owe we owe one point one trillion dollars. Mm-hmm. 
Well, like we talked about before, that yeah, honestly, that debt's and it's not it's not like a debt. It's not like owing a debt to a fucking casino where they can call it in at any minute. Right. I mean, they'll they'll be like, okay, well, we'll just take it out and trade. <laughs> we'll settle for fifty cents on the dollar, and by the way, all your base belong to us. Right. You know. <laughs> right. You have to you have to take all this into consideration that this is all happening amidst uh, a business deal. That has to be ongoing. That is that is mutually beneficial for both nations. And it's not like think- either one of them can just pull out of that deal. That's what, like when Trump talks about how oh this trade deal is bad, and I'm just gonna I'm I'm gonna uh, pull out of of uh, of NAFTA and not and not agree to the TPP. Well, it's not just about what you want as a president or you what you want for your nation. Like we're already. We, NAFTA signed. That's that's done. Like you, there's you have to actually get the other country involved in renegotiating renegotiating a new trade deal, or just choose not to trade with that nation, which again puts your country at a disadvantage because you're limiting your own resources. Well, I think it's well documented that Aaron, you and I have different outlooks on things. You don't, you don't like, you know, weep or bemoan the loss of manufacturing in the U.S. I got a story I see for it, you. I, I see, I see it as, as more of a problem than you do. Let's put it that way. I don't want to put words in your mouth. I see it as more of a problem than you appear to. Let's put it that way. Mm-hmm. You, you say, well, we got to concentrate more on tech and the STEM, and you know, the STEM industries and stuff. But the problem is, and we've, we've once again, we've talked about this. People come over here, get these American educations, and then they leave and they go back to their countries and they take that education yeah. and all the innovations they're going to make our with them. Fault. That's our fault for it not giving used, these, the smarter people enough, uh, enough reason to stay in this country and be productive. Exactly. And, and generate tax used, dollars this, for our country and not somebody else's. This used to be a destination, not just a pit stop to get an education and go right. back to your country. Right. But that's also a byproduct of a global marketplace mm-hmm. because people don't go oh america's where i'm going to have to uh, where i'm going to go and make it now they go no america's where i'm going to go and get educated and then i'm going to take it back to my country and make my country fucking right. fruitful and prosper well at a very less rate you, you you bringing this up made me think of uh, actually just before we started recording i for some reason had this vision in my head like if i i would draw it if i could like draw comics or something, or if I was good with video, I'd try and film this. But I imagine this like almost like a propaganda piece, right? Uh, you see a worker moving boxes, doing some menial task, right? And there's some sad music, and there's a, a, a voice overdub that's saying that, you know, bemoaning how this is the only job that this man in America could find because his, uh, all the other jobs are being shipped overseas, or being given to immigrants at a at a lower wage, or what have you, or he doesn't have the right training, and he works his menial job, and we hear about him suffering as the American worker, and we see him end his shift and go to his locker and walk into it and plug himself in because he's a fucking robot. And then he thinks to himself right before he shuts himself off, well, at least I didn't have it as bad as my old man. Cut to... GM welding robot working like 24-7 in the same spot doing the same thing over and over again. There's your American worker for you. Yeah, more than likely. In the future. 
That's what I'm saying. Like, what, so it's, what, what's it's Carrier like, it's doing? Like the movie Elysium. It's like the movie Elysium. Yeah, what's Carrier doing? Oh, Donald Trump bullied Carrier into keeping jobs here in America. And now, so what do they do? Well, they kept the jobs in America and also uh, doubled up on their investment in automation technology so that hopefully within the next five to ten years, they can fire all those people again and keep their robot factory in America. So where did, yep. where did we end up positive? On and the, and the same shit's heading down the pipe with the, the $15 an hour for the fast food workers. Right. You yeah, want, you I, want can, more can, money? Can That's just, fine. Honestly, There's only going to be four of you now. Can we say the rest that this of you is can go home? That, that that our generation, the you know, thirty six to what is it fifty, the, the 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 Gen X crew is is really the first generation that saw it coming down the line and was like, oh boy, well, we're what, really fucked. What happened? Because to- because the, the American dream is as as the baby boomers and the greatest generation and et cetera et cetera that was born out of the industrial age, the American dream that they had is not the American dream that we can have. It's just not possible anymore. True. And well, the- one, one, one thing I'll give the baby boomers is they, at least, we, we, we've talked about it before, we were the first generation that was told, you ain't going to have it like your parents. Right. And, that, well, there's also, because we talk about, well, not only people who lose their jobs and maybe get replaced by robots, but this has come. The same conversation has come up when we've talked about like alternative energy, right? And what do we do with the the coal workers? And we can't, you know, it's just not possible to retrain all these people and just think that they're going to be, you know, getting new jobs working in solar energy or something like that. But it, it seems like we've lost this notion. It, it makes it makes me think of the graduate actually. Remember, <clears throat> you guys have seen The Graduate, right? And he's at his graduation party, and there's like, I don't know, a friend of the family or an uncle or somebody who comes up to him, and he starts talking to him about plastics. Plastics is the future. That's what you got to get involved in. That's where the money is. Uh, when I was graduating high school, it was computers. Yeah. That Anything to do with computers, if you can get involved in computer technology now, you're going to be ahead of the game. Yeah. Uh, we used to have this attitude of being ahead of the game, and and it doesn't just end in in where you choose to go to school after you graduate or something like that. Sometimes it does involve retraining, you know, at at a period in your life where you thought you'd be, you know, working comfortably and ready to retire. It's an unfortunate situation of life, but that just happens. And not only do we not expect now these older workers to retrain we just go oh what are we going to do with them we got to put them on welfare and shit i don't think we're even doing this for the next generation it's not about where can you get it what's a good business that you can get involved in where you would be in demand if you were knowledgeable about this it's you can do whatever you want because you believe it and that is one of the greatest lies that's been told in like the last two decades yes like you can't i'm sorry you can't I can believe I want to be a professional football player, but guess what? I don't have the fucking athletic ability. I'm too small, and I get my fucking ass destroyed. Right. So, no, I cannot be anything, I believe. I believe that I I wanted to be a rock star every bit as as much as Kurt Cobain did when he was my age at the time. And I got a guitar, and I learned power chords, and I grew my hair long and bleached it out. I didn't get to be a pop star. I didn't I have the, what Kurt Cobain had, some raw when talent. I watched, <laughs> when I watched the movie 
Hustle and Flow at the end of it when the protagonist is in jail and Anthony Anderson comes to see him and he's talking about his uh, uh, the, the, his, his child that had been born. And he's like, you know, what are you going to tell her? And he goes, I know that that little girl has a hoe for a mama and a trick for a daddy. But I'm going I'm to I'm lie and tell her she can be anything she wants to be. Okay, I got that that was supposed to be an inspirational message. But maybe because I'm so cynical, I watched that and I was like, why are you lying to your child? Tell right. them the truth. Tell right. them the truth. We, Earl and I have a friend. The, the truth is, is I, like to, I like to say that, remember when you were in high school and the high school counselor said, well, you have leadership abilities and you can be anything you want to be and you show blah, blah, blah. They said that to every fucking one. The problem is the idiots believed it. <laughs> and we have a friend who I'm like, you're one of those idiots who believed it. So you're now 40 and you think you have leadership abilities even though you couldn't lead ants to a picnic. You know what I'm saying? So I, I, I don't understand why we lie to our, our children and expect them to grow up and deal with the world as it is. It's really, this is how come I have... Uh, an issue when we really rail against millennials and I've been guilty of it too. So, you know, I'm throwing myself under the bus on this one as well. We did this. Yeah. yeah. We, we did this and no. our generation more so than the baby boomers who get most of the hate. You're right. The generation X is that generation that started with this PC self-esteem. You can be anything you want to be bullshit. And it's just not the goddamn fucking truth. That's a very, hey, leave me point. out of this. I don't have any kids. No, Yeah. Rich, you're, you are, you're 100% correct on this. I myself is as guilty as anybody else. My age ragging on millennials, but you, at what it really comes down to is that you're mad at your own generation for fucking things up. Yeah. I mean, we were told, look, you're not going to, Here's the deal. Your parents are driving a fucking Cadillac. You're going to have to drive a fucking a Buick. Okay. And what did we do as a generation? Generation us. Look, let's be honest. Instead of going, oh, all right, well, we're going to have to drive a Buick. Well, maybe our kids can drive a Lincoln. It's not a Cadillac, but it's close enough. And then maybe our grandkids can go back to driving Cadillacs. We just kind of threw our hands up and said, well, fuck it then. What do we do? If or no we did hope, something worse and we said, fuck that guy who's driving a Cadillac. To try and kill anybody's any any kind of yeah, or momentum, any kind of drive, any kind of will, right. we turned it. We instead turned it. And said, well, fuck that guy. Well, because that's why I kinda, but it starts I, with. But it starts with. I should be driving that Cadillac. That should be me driving that Cadillac. Why, Therefore, why does he get to drive a Cadillac what? and I don't? Yeah, why he is he? Why does he think that he's better than years. me? Right. See, see, then that's where that's where I I I can only quote a Rage Against the Machine lyric. Fuck the G-Ride. I want the machines that are making them. That's the attitude we should have had. That's the attitude we should have had. Said, okay, well, fuck it. I'm going to have to drive this Buick. Well, you know what? Whatever. Instead of just accepting our lot in life, we should have said, no, fuck that. We want the machines that are making these motherfuckers. We want to take over and make shit better. That way this shit don't happen to our kids and our grandkids. Yeah, but instead, our generation came in and took Easy Street. Yeah. Uh, I call it more apathetic street, but... I see your well, point. I mean, I mean, our generations is when technology really came of age. Well, right, and and with you know, technology, we went from we went from calling people at home on our phones on the wall to getting pagers to getting cell phones to where we can have face to face interaction no matter where they're at in the world. Right, but but there's also a major way that that technology has influenced our economy, and you know, as soon as we started getting well, the tech bubble. 
that eventually blew up, and then it was the housing bubble, and then banks, and then it's uh, it's automotive. And we're seeing these cycles happen faster and faster in the economies, in these mini economies within the within the nation's economy, that are, are still big enough to disrupt the whole. And I forgot what my major point was there. <laughs> Where was I going with that? <laughs> Where's the marijuana effects memory drop? Yeah, yeah, no, right. Have <laughs> any of you guys seen The Big Short? Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Oh, I yeah. love that movie. Yeah, that, that movie. Other. That movie pissed me off, scared me, and did a whole bunch of maybe. That was the best horror movie I've ever seen. Yeah, I've been I've been thinking about buying a house for the last year. Oh, after watching that, I'm I'm like, hey, renting might not be so bad. I, I I was able to tie it back to our conversation. I remember now. So with all these little bubbles. you still saw a lot of people become super successful. Those who are able to invest early, get out early, unscathed. The smart people. And so when you see this happen at a faster pace, and it's no longer about building on something from generation to generation, it's getting involved at the right time, and either you're lucky or you're not. So that way, if you fail to actually be successful in life, however you rate that, if it's money or property or whatever it may be to you, if you fail to be successful in that aspect of life, well, it was bad luck. It can always be blamed on bad luck, just as much as the guy who invested in you know, Facebook early on and cashed out major on it is just lucky. Because he got, he, it, was, he, it was just luck that, that he happened to be invested in something that was actually successful. Well, another word for luck is risk. Right. And when you, when you invest in money, that's the thing. That, I, got, I got a mini rant on deck, so bear with me. When people say there's no such thing as luck, the first thing I have to say to them is, okay, where were you born? Well, I was born in Garden City, Michigan. Aren't you lucky? Oh. <laughs> so you were, born, you were born in the United States. So not Ethiopia? Yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> I don't know if I'd classify that as lucky as more as fortunate. Nah, that's luck. That's a roll of the dice. Just you as had much as you being a that. man or a woman. You had nothing to do with that. You had, it's like being born... Okay, this is why I think there's so much bristling at the check your privilege movement. Because you had nothing to do with your privilege. You can't, you didn't, it's not like you were floating around in the spiritual world and said, hey, mom, go fuck that six foot four, 200 pound linebacker who's, who's lily white with the perfect white teeth and the nine inch cock and he comes from fucking good stock. No, you had no say in who to fuck. You, you were just, don't you remember being a soul up in heaven and God said to you, here's the, here's all the babies that your soul can go into. All different races and and all right first and you I'm said white. all right uh, get rid of all the brown ones those are right <laughs> out um, that brown one looks pretty good I, I think have that, white male please uh, yeah I think the white blonde male is going to be the most successful in life I'll take that one so right there I think we can all agree that chance I guess is the better way to put it than luck yes to to to, to pacify the babies who fucking are going to go I, I, or I, everything I have is through hard work luck had nothing to do with it Okay, chance puts you in a position where you were more likely to succeed if you put the work in and you didn't have to work let's just be honest you didn't have to work as hard as a motherfucker born right. in you know 
or f- apartheid South South Africa, or fuck it, and you're a black kid. Maybe you were born in the U.S. to a farmer, and so you farmed, and you didn't and get not that- a corporate farmer either, right? right. So a you, real farmer. So you weren't born in a situation where you would have maybe gone on to college and and got some high paying job, been a doctor or a lawyer. No, that's the life you knew. You're like, well, I guess I'm going to be a farmer. I mean, not to say that people don't go on to be raised by farmers and be doctors and lawyers, but it, sometimes it's just luck. And see, my thing is, when I see people who just, I mean, adamantly, you know, fist, I mean, I mean, they might as well put the black glove on, fist in the air, 1968 Olympics on the fucking winter podium talking about there's no such thing as luck. Why I get so pissed at those people is I'm like, you're not being honest. Mm-hmm. Well, and but th- th- you know, there's another. We aspect. all lie to we all lie to ourselves to a certain extent to get through life. But that is such a that is so delusional. That's delusion on another level that you need to go get some fucking therapy about it. But there is an aspect of luck, though. Both, if you look at it as both bad and good luck, that does rely on the individual, and that's understanding when those good luck opportunities pop up. Sometimes exactly. you're so mired in your own shit that when opportunity knocks, you're not even that you don't even hear the fucking knock. You're not even home. You're you're not, not, yeah. Yeah. The the opposite you're the opposite out. of someone the opposite is of someone who is who like I said is saying there's no such thing as luck is the person who goes, Well all I have is bad luck. Right. So fuck it, why even try? Right. You know yeah, yeah. everything is against me. That's why I'm not successful in life. You know, and it's just like, you know, I had a discussion with my brother recently and we were talking about, you know, people who who are on this the, the, the social scale, you know, and, and, and okay, if you're over six foot tall, then you know, statistics say you're more likely to succeed, but it's not a f- determining factor in your success. Or if you're, you know, morbidly obese, you're less likely to to succeed. But it's not a determining fact. You know, it's not the determining factor. Right. But, like, but when you break it down, tall white males and white, big-chested blonde women tend to make more money in whatever profession to. they're working. Well, I mean, yeah, yeah. But there's also a point where you can reach such heights that your race, your gender, falls away. And the only yeah. thing that matters is results and green. Yeah, we're talking about the, the person at the top is going, I don't care who you are as long as you make me richer. Yeah, we talked about it plenty of times. In this, it, at least in our country, you get above a certain level socioeconomically, it don't matter. Everybody's the same. Exactly. And that's, that's where this whole, you know, when I hear people talking about, well, we need the equality movement. Everybody's equal. The problem is... We won't move up inequality. We will move down to the lowest inequality. That's where equality will be. It will be, okay, no one gets off with a warning when they get pulled over by the cop. Everybody gets a ticket automatically. Because that, that, then, then there's true equality. Then everybody's the same. No one gets any privilege. No one gets a second chance. Because if we go... Been reading well, a lot of Ayn Rand lately? <laughs> it? No, actually not. I'm just... I'm just <laughs> Wasn't well, everybody look, equal in Russia in the forties and fifties? What I'm looking at, what I'm looking at is or, basically this: just human the, nature. Uh, the, in China, I'm looking at human nature. If you if you if you sit someone in a room 
with another person and they work together for, or yeah, okay, let's say that, you know, you're in a situation where you have to share a cubicle with, a, with another person for six months and you get, you become very good friends with that person. Okay. And, and let's say you're a born again, Christian, very, you know, I'm against gays. I'm against this. I don't support it. It's a choice. It's not that a, person. Well, let's, let's just say, <laughs> and then six months, it. and then six months after working with this person, you find out this person that you're very good friends with is gay. It's harder for you to look at that person and be like, well, you're a fucking sinner and you're going to hell. When you personalize, when it's, when it's one-on-one interaction and you personalize the situation, it's harder for someone to throw judgment on another person because then you start saying things like, oh, they're one of the good ones. Or you start making, in your own mind, excuses. Well, they, they're just confused. They're not really gay. They're confused. I can convert them. Mm-hmm. You know, shit like that. The problem is, as a society, as people, we don't do that. We don't want that. We want to be able, we, we're very tribalistic. We want to divide ourselves up by color, beliefs, ideals, religion, mm-hmm. nationality. That's what... We, we have our entire history as human beings to prove that that's the fact. Yeah. And now we're trying to come in and go, we're going to change that in a generation or two. It's not going to change in a generation or two. There's never going to be true equality because true equality is ugly. True equality is the woman walking around at the bar who's drunk and mouthy and talking shit needs to understand she can get knocked the fuck out just as quick as the that? guy who's doing it. How is that equal? That's true equality. No one's being treated special. Everyone's being treated the same. That's true equality. Okay. Is that what we really want? Let's be he's honest. He's right. Aaron, in, in, in base sense, he's right. True equality is no one gets let, like I said, you get pulled over and you're white. Oh, you get let off with a fucking warning. You're black. You get a ticket. Well, here's the thing. Everyone's going to get a ticket now. That's the only way to make sure we're truly equal. Look in schools. What have we been doing for, gener- for for the last 20, 30 years in schools? Well, you can't every, okay, Valentine's Day, you can't just give a Valentine's card to the girl you like in school. Everybody has to get a Valentine's card. Did you make cupcakes for so-and-so's birthday? Did you bring enough for the entire class? Everybody has to be equal. Everybody has to get a cupcake. I had my high school principal in 1996 tell me they didn't have AP. They don't have AP classes because they didn't want a certain segment of the student population to be held in a different regard than another. This was 20 years ago. Remember gifted classes? They don't have those anymore because oh, yeah. gifted gifted implies that people that aren't in them aren't gifted. So e- equality and- means playing down to the lowest common denominator. It's it's and here's the bitch of it. You say if I've been reading a lot of Ayn Rand. Well, I, or Ayn Rand, here's, here's the deal. That's the military. You're only as strong as your weak, weakest link. Mm-hmm. That's what the military teaches you. That's how can watch Full Metal Jacket. That's not bullshit. What is this? A jelly donut? Okay, I have failed to motivate Private Pile, and so have you. So he will eat this jelly donut, and all of you will do push-ups because of his fuck-up. In other words, he's the weakest link, and we're all going to fucking suffer because of him. That's true equality. There's no fucking, there's no preference, there's no prejudice. You're all equally worthless. That's the sad part that no one wants to realize. Now, in a utopian society, could we overcome that? Yes, maybe, but we're not going to do it in a few generations, and we're not going to do it by walking around looking at people going, fuck you, check your privilege. Fuck you, check your privilege. Well, you were born this way, so you got it better than me. 
Well, that's jealousy. That's not equality. That's jealousy. Why, why can't we lift each other up instead of tear each other down? Because it's human nature to do so. Because it's, we want to be better. Exactly. Competition. That's what evolution. Evolution is not a utopian fucking ideal. It's the strongest survive. The weakest die off. They're bred out. These traits are bred out. And that's what was cracking me up when Aaron was talking about how America is the richest nation and China will side with us. And No, that's just not how this shit's going to go down. I'm, I'm warning you. They call me Iceman for a reason. Remember that shit. <laughs> motherfucker, don't bring that shit up. This is yeah. the <laughs> Simple motherfucker. Well, I mean, I mean, I sent you guys an article in The Messenger. It's, it kind of get back to the other subject for a second but just they're not going to but china has the if they called in all their bets at once they could fucking send us into worse financial shape than we were in 2008 like that's 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 that is evolution and what would they gain from that uh their their dollar gets stronger Um, because the whole reason the whole reason they're holding i mean no but the whole reason they're holding all that debt for us is because it keeps the value of their money lower right but it keeps their cost of living lower yeah but look at it like a well like a pawn shop for example right you could uh okay so a guy brings in something you give him x amount of dollars for it you hang on to it for a while he doesn't come back you could go ahead and say ah fuck that guy and sell that shit or you could give him the opportunity to actually give him some time make good on that loan, pay a little bit more interest, and probably come back and pawn that same item over and over and over again. So if you cut them off, you've actually just lost business. Yes. For, and it would be the same thing. Customers is, is, is a good thing in business. Right. And we are China's biggest customer. But don't, never, mis- never, never mistake the fact that they want repeat, custom, repeat business with us. For kindness, because ultimately, who's talking about kindness? We're talking about business. That's exactly, exactly. But a lot of people, a lot of people who don't deal in the higher, you know, end of finances don't understand that. It's just like you know, it's like a mob movie when when you know, well, it's it's a personification of a business saying, well, how shouldn't they want to keep their jobs in America? Isn't that Shouldn't that company just do that because that's the right thing to do? No. But the problem is the company The company has built, its, if it's an American-born company that was born out of America, it's built itself on workers who were publicly educated. It's, it's had all its products delivered by roads that were built by the government, yet they have no obligation to their country. They, this nationalism well, stops when the dollar when when, yeah. when when you start running into red instead of the black. But it's the same thing that we were talking about at the top of the hour. Immigrants that come over here get education and then go and be a professional in another country. I mean, yeah, they they built themselves based on a system that we constructed and then chose not to stick around. Why? Because we didn't give them enough reason to. Because they can make more money somewhere else. Yeah, but, and once again, how do we stop that? The only way to stop that is to make the playing field unfair and, 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 and not level. That's it. Okay, you want to come here for an education and that's it? You're going to pay outrageous amounts of tuition compared to a native-born person no, who no, goes no, to school. No, now you're just, 
keeping the smarter people who want to immigrate into your country for education out of the country completely. So you never even have that opportunity to turn them into productive citizens. Exactly. We're saying the same thing. We're just coming from two different we're reaching the same destination from two different I, roads. I hear you. I hear you. I mean, it's it's a self it's a self defeating policy, but it's a policy that, I mean, essentially, isn't that what Trump says when he goes, "I'm going to tax the fuck out of companies that move jobs overseas. I'm going to make it so they can't move jobs overseas. It's un well, so unattractive they won't do it." Okay, great. But guess what, Trump, you're here for at most eight years, then you're gone. Those companies, they're like elephants and hockey players. They never forget. They're going to come back on your ass. And they're going to remember this shit. And believe me, they aren't even fucking, even the, even the most, well, even would, a company that believes in America, mom, and apple pie the most isn't going to put up with this shit if their bottom line is affected. What destroyed Russia? The, or the USSR, I should say. Uh, isolationist policies and government control over business. Those are two major factors in destroying that nation. Yeah. I, I, when you're wrong, I'll stop you. <laughs> Preach. And, Preach. and and yet we want to praise Trump because he's keeping business in in America by shaming these businesses. This is ludicrous what he's doing. Picking out individual businesses, say you're going to get a tariff and you're going to get a tariff and you're going to get a tariff because I don't like your policies. That's not and, how, and that's not how we govern business in this nation. To be, uh, but the the problem is is that we've been so trained to see is there's only two sides to any argument, and there's multiple sides. It's just like okay. Well, if you're not capitalist, then you're a socialist or a communist. How about this? How about we try something like, how about a hybrid of different ideals? How about we birth a new ideal out of blending ideals together? How about, how about if you're really concerned about keeping successful businesses in the U.S., instead of going on your little victory lap, why didn't you go around to these businesses and talk to them one-on-one -on -one and say, hey, I noticed that you're thinking about moving some of your business overseas. Why is that, and what do you think America could do to keep the jobs here, to keep your factories here, to keep all of your business here in this country? All Let's I'm picturing is when you're all I'm picturing is the the Windows thing when you're doing something, and the little paper clip pops up. So I notice you're trying to do this. A <laughs> <laughs> clippy comes over. And here's a here's a thought. I don't know. Might not be a popular idea. Uh, make it easier for the businesses to operate here. Yeah. So they don't leave. How about? Okay, hold on a sec. Hey Earl, you still Frank. with us? Yeah, because guys, I think I, we we haven't we haven't even began to put the the, the the pickaxe to the rock that we can mine right here. Yeah, Earl, if I'm speaking out of school, you can stop me at any time. Um, Earl voted for Trump, mm -hmm. but from what I gathered, your reasons for voting for Trump was because it wasn't business as usual. Am I correct in in interpreting what we've talked about that way? Yeah, it was against the political machine. And your theory is either he's going to, he's, he's such an outsider, he's going to realign things, or he's going to fuck up so bad that we have no choice but to tear everything down and rebuild it. Yeah, pretty much. Okay. I think we got it. We're sitting on a gold mine with having him on the podcast because not Jay, not me, Aaron, Chris, none of us are fucking whatever I thought about voting for Trump. Well, no, but... And we have a chance to sit here and actually ask a person and have a discussion with a person who did. And I'm, I, mean, I'm not, I don't mean to put you on the spot, but I'm kind of going to put you on the spot. No, go ahead. <laughs> I, I have zero qualm about telling people who I voted for and why. I'm not your typical 
voter. I, I'm not your tip. I'm not left. I'm not right. I have my beliefs and they're mine. Um, you know, the people they gave us to vote for was Trump or Hillary. Hillary's been in D.C. for the last 30, 40 years. And I don't like to see where, you know, she would take us. It's that simple. I had to go against the political machine. I had to put a stop to it. And, and be, advocate to your, your mindset there, Earl, is let's, let's say you own a pizza place and you need a manager for it. Yeah, but that's just Would you it. hire somebody off the street with no experience or someone who's got years of experience to run it for you? But that's just it. I don't own a pizza place. And I know United States is the metaphor is is and I know it's a metaphor for the country. I got it. I got it. And I never would if Hillary was going to be there. So you would put someone with no experience in charge of running your business. Let's forget pizza place. Call it a business. No one in charge of running your business. Go ahead. Yes, I would. I absolutely would. And I would tell them exactly how I would want that place run. Well, exactly how I. Who's really in charge? Me. You know. Well, I can't can't argue with that though. I, I don't agree with your your reasons for voting for Trump, but that that's fine. Um, I do completely understand them, though. And it's it's not like anybody was given a really good choice. Uh, I'm not against having an outsider, and I don't necessarily think that it needs to be somebody with uh, with some sort of strict political background. It just so happens. I'd rather it didn't actually. I, 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 I just think that this particular outsider was not right for the job. Exactly. And Aaron, nobody does, except for your extreme left-wingers, or right-wingers, believe that Trump is the guy for the job. Nobody believes it. Not a one person. There are more people like me than they're free to admit. They won't even admit it. They'll just hide. Right. It's a lot of people who are saying that, uh, well, he might not be perfect, but we can manipulate him and get certain things out of him. You know, he can, we we can get him to do the right things that we want. It's more of the things we don't want. Yeah, I guess that's a better point. I I, I don't want to keep going in the direction we were heading because I see the edge of the waterfall. I know how fast we were heading that way and I don't want to (laughs) go. I, you know, I kind of like my life. I, I don't want to fall over the edge. And Trump has two, you know, I put Trump in the same bracket that I put Obama in. Okay. He has two ways to do this. He's either going to do a phenomenal fucking job and people are going to be like, wow, look at that. Look at him go. So glad. Or he's going to completely fuck up and we're never going to get the chance again. And if this time, though, the only difference is this time. This is, and I explained it a different way many, many times. I said, you ever been listening to a parent from back in the 80s, early 90s, mm-hmm. and, they're, and they're talking to their kids, and they're like, all right, you better knock it off. Look, all right, one, two, and you knew if, he, if mom got to three, all hell was breaking loose. Right. Okay, well, this is our three. This you'll, is our three. You'll turn, ar- you'll turn around, take the car home, and nobody's We're, getting no, ice cream. No, no, no. <laughs> We're pulling the fuck over. Somebody's getting their ass whipped. <laughs> Earl, you this, put far too much faith in our fellow citizens. No, see, I don't, because they elected him. If they'd elected Cl- Clinton, then I would have put too much faith in our fucking citizens. But they elected Trump, and they said it. They said it as loud as they fucking could. Stop it. Nuff. Yeah, but it- yeah, okay, sure. 
Yeah, they're going to turn off the voice and take a Big Mac out of their mouth long enough to do something? No. I, I, we're, we're too self-absorbed and narcissistic at this point to, to band together to try to do anything, right. in my opinion. You're absolutely right. And we tried it with Occupy Wall Street. We tried it with the teachers' movement. We tried it in all these little factions across the country. You've heard about all the stories. I'm sure you talked about them on this show. All of the different stories of how people have tried to stop the machine that is DC. And they couldn't do it. They wouldn't listen. No, no. even when we see progress, it's rolled back within a couple of years. Right. And, then, and then you got, you know, the House and the Senate sitting there back and forth, back and forth. And the president jumps in and goes, well, this is what we're doing. No, we ain't. Shut up. And they go back and forth. That all has to quit. It has to stop for the people. By the people, right? Well, Earl, you're talking about pretty much destroying the government. So what's your, I guess my question is, what's the solution? That is the solution. Put somebody in there who has no affiliation to any of those special interest groups. None. Uh-huh. He is the special interest group, for fuck's sake. I, wow. Wow. Uh, wow. Oh, wow. Oh, well, really, what man? you're talking really? about is a risky game, but it's either success or chaos so you really can't just say what the this. what the alternate what the alternative is because it's we just such, talked it's a wild about card. how luck is a part of life right wait say that again just talked about how luck is a part of life right okay here we go <laughs> yeah i, I put no faith in our fellow worst, citizens the worst he's gonna do is start world war three and we were inevitable going to go that way anyway wow that's dark well the, the worst he's gonna do is probably is potentially get us all killed chris if you don't think we were heading that way anyway i'm you're sadly mistaken my friend well he ain't gonna start shit it's already been started in my opinion it started it's in syria it's already started it started before syria it started with iraq in 2000 well in 2002 three yeah uh, 1991 what huh well yeah there is that also <laughs> That Yeah, but I mean, you know, sitting there putting sanctions on North Korea about nuclear weapons, putting sanctions on Iran for nuclear weapons and everything else. It's been said so much, and I have a bachelor's in history, so I can contest to this. We are such a young nation, so much so that it is asinine to me that we go to the Middle East and other countries and say, this is the way to do it, because it's our way, and it's the best way. No, motherfucker, that's the American way. Shut up. You haven't been around long enough to know what happens. We have. Right. I'm not a fan of trying to export democracy. If you really think that democracy is the, the best thing for a nation, then run your own nation, do it better than anyone else, and set by and lead by example. Exactly. And other nations are, will follow a successful model if they're able to. We are the only country in the world that has a two-party system. Does that tell you anything? It's not because it's the best. Well, we, we also all the time think we're a democracy and we're really a republic. That's, all that's, right. That's, we're going to be here all night, aren't we? Yeah. <laughs> like, how far so, do we want to break this one down? No, so... <laughs> So to back that to get back to the point of why I voted for Trump because I'm tired of the political machine. I'm tired of people going, "Well, I'm for you. I fought for you, but damn House of Representatives and then this Congress. Well, we tried, but the President and then President. Well, I tried, but Congress. You know, right? Fuck that. 
Well, that's why. It's that's why. I, it, but that's how the system's built, though. It's no built with checks and not, balances. No, it's not. No, it's not. What are you talking about? <laughs> Go there. Not throw out words that you don't know what you're talking about. Checks and what balances. You, it's not that. What, it explain yourself. Of, it is a misuse of power from president, Congress, governors, anything you want it to be. It is a misuse of power. It is not to stop progress. And it is not to stop helping the people of this country. Don't tell me that checks and balances are there to sit there and create turmoil and put a deadlock on D.C. Because it isn't. Well, that's the idiots we put in the checks and balances system. That's the problem. No, they're not idiots. They're sitting there causing a gridlock in D.C., and meanwhile, they're getting their pockets filled by the special interest groups. We're sitting here suffering because there's a gridlock in D.C. The system is built for all three branches to check each other. It's, that's how it's built. So what's your alternative? It was built that way. It's not that way anymore. Because it's the fucking idiots we keep putting in the system. It's not you the know. idiots that we keep putting in the system. People you allow the greatest system in the world, but if it's built with shit parts, it's what is what's the matter? Well, right, but but we're also we're too lazy to follow up on anything. We go, oh, I elected uh, the guy who said he was going to do the right thing, so my job's done. Uh, see you guys in four years. Well, that's it. Yeah. So, so, and, and so I, yeah. So, you, I mean, that's how you give, you put a politician in a position to say, well, sure, I can take this money from this special interest group because. Who's really going to call me on this? Everybody else is doing it, and nobody's really paying attention to what I'm doing in the long run anyway. None of my voters back home. Well, and, and the corruption is run rampant through D.C. Because you put things on earmarks, and you put and you, and you, you, know, you piggyback bills, and I thought I was passing legalizing marijuana. How come I can no longer roll my windows down? What are you talking about? <laughs> well the other part too is we only fucking participate when we're electing the fucking quarterback of the football team you know there are elections every two years we always seem to forget about that you could argue that the midterm elections are more important than the presidential election quite honestly because yeah. those are the fools making the laws but no yeah, we right, only right. we only care about the star of the show every four years right and it's like i told rich people will care when it's convenient for them to care when it fucks with their comfy they're not going to care they uh, uh uh-uh, I ain't got time for that. I got things to do. But when when it when it doesn't fuck with their comfy, when it doesn't take out of their blessed full day, oh, they'll they'll pay full attention. Well that's why Earl, you're kinda of backing up my point of why I think the revolution you're hoping for won't happen. Because that's how we operate as a you're right. group now in the United right. States. See? And you're right. And well, no, I, I would say twenty, thirty forty, thirty years ago, it wouldn't happen. A hundred percent wouldn't have happened. Dad's got to go make money. Sorry, got to drive a Cadillac. Because now but, you don't have to. You don't have to go to to Washington. You know, you don't have to go to the Washington Mall. You don't have to take to the streets now. Oh, I, I, I did. I, uh, I used a hashtag. We're good. There's my yeah, activism. You're right. But but nowadays, okay, back then, poverty level was just. I mean, it was just you know the poor people who made the decision. Hey, I'm going to be poor in this life. Now it's risen. To include the middle class and part of the upper class, where you have to make the two hundred and fifty thousand dollars a year just to break even. Well, that's what you get when you only vote every four years. See, so you got most of America in that. 
If you voted every two years, shit might be a little different. You're preaching to the choir, but I'm telling you how shit is. You've included most of America under the poverty line. And if shit doesn't change and quick, they're going to be left with no fucking choice but to revolt. Well, if we keep putting the people in power who keep fucking us, it's our fault, quite honestly. If we're, exactly not doing right. it, if we're not doing our homework, if we're not researching who we're voting for, if we don't know everything about the people we're putting into power and they continually fuck us, it's our fault. And that's why the 45th president is named Trump and not Clinton. I'll, I'll give you that one. Because we already but tried President Clinton. So, but at the same time, don't you Trump's think Zuckerberg's to blame for man. this one? What? <laughs> yeah, you know, spreading all that fake news. Yeah. Fucking. Buckerberg. It's his fault. Coming it's, to the C coming to the CW this fall. You've been zucked. Yeah, no, right. <laughs> you fucking people. It's pictures of people being evicted from their homes. Speaking of, speaking of, okay, uh, by, by saying zucked, I just had I've I've noticed the rise <clears throat> online of the insult, you're a cuck. Is this the stupidest thing since haters or is it just yeah. me? No, I'm with I'm with you. First yeah, what of all, research. Beta? <laughs> you're well. They, sometimes they do a mixture of the two. You're a beta. You're a beta cuck. Yeah. It's just, I really. It's the best insult we got. Whatever happened to calling people a good old fashioned asshole? <sighs> I miss those days. Yeah, back when I could unabatedly just call you a shithead, and you got the point. <laughs> no, not. Now you have to you have to qualify it. You Trump supporting alt right cuck or or no no Trump supporting alt right asshole or you gender Cis, fluid non binary yeah, no, you know we'll yeah, cisgendered 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 shit lord yeah well I mean the con the conceit is that uh, people who let other people fuck their wives or girlfriends are weak which I mean maybe, maybe I don't, they're just I don't tired get. what is that happening right? <laughs> Private contracting. Right. Let someone else do it. It's the American way, like, right? No, you're outsourcing. Just, you're just getting off on some kinky shit. Like, I don't know. You why just created real life porn. What's the problem? Is? Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fuck your VR. I don't. I'm a private show. Yeah, I don't have to have this fucking. Start my own life. I can reach out and grab the titty. Well, yeah, I don't. That's I don't have thing. to have this fucking do the evolution headset on. I can fucking just go ahead and. <laughs> it's like most uh, weird kinky She's things. Works. I can drink it. it. It's a power play that works on both sides. It's like BDSM. You know, like okay, yeah. There's definitely an aspect of the man putting himself in a submiss a submissive role because he's you know somebody else is fucking his wife. But also, if the man knows about it, well, there's a power play there too. Like, yeah, go ahead. I can I can send my wife out and fuck some black guy, and I know she's still going to come back to me. Fuck you. Yeah. See, now I'm going to give you... I got a full DVR. I got shit to do tonight. You fucker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or now, maybe you got something I'll on the side. A, I'll give you a quick history lesson yes. since you brought it up, Chris. In 1991, who was president? Uh, Herbert Walker. Right. Okay. Yeah. Now, who is the Secretary of Defense? In 91. Dick Cheney. Dick Cheney. Oh, when shit, Dick Cheney. Right. Yeah. yeah. Who is the five-star general of the army? Schwarzkopf. No. There was no five-star general in 91. 
Powell. Powell was not a five-star general. He's a four-star general. Four-star general. Boom. Right. Haven't, haven't we... had a five-star general since patent dipshit. Oh, right. Where did we invade? Glad, glad, that, glad Hey, that Oakland University history <laughs> fucking uh, <laughs> Oh, shit. History slam right here on the unregimented. Right. Yeah, it was mainly in Germany, but still. All right, so where did we invade? Kuwait? No. Or, no, we... Yeah. Were right. we protecting Kuwait? We were protecting Kuwait. We didn't yes. go into Iraq, supposedly, at right. all. Yeah. all right, we so never flash... were in Cambodia during Vietnam. See there? So, flash forward to 2003, right? Who's president? W. w. Uh-huh. Bush. Who's vice president? Cheney. 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 Who is secretary of state? Powell. Colin Powell. Powell. Where did we invade? Iraq. Iraq. Okay. Glad you're coming you're with saying, me. You're saying the obvious. Continue. Okay, I, congratulations. You could yeah. repeat a Wikipedia page. What are we, where are we going with this? Well, History is going to repeat itself if you don't change its course. Right, yeah. You're, the, the reason that the same things are happening over and over again is because we're electing the same fucking people. No, the, right. reason, the, the, reason, the reason the 2003 invasion of Iraq happened is because that nigga tried to kill my father. <laughs> <laughs> Get him! Get him! Oil? What you talking about? Oil? You cook or something, bitch? Oil? <laughs> <laughs> real? Right. Trying to kill my father, man. Well, Same like, words, son. I guess we'll see if uh, history continues to repeat itself next week. Yeah, because I, I got to get up at 4 a.m. I got to edit a podcast. <laughs> nice. Oh, God damn it. All right. All right. Have fun with this one, too. No, it's good. Earl, man, yeah, yeah, come, back come back anytime. Yes, come back next week. Will you? Mm-hmm. Can you? All Look at that, Earl. You went from All zero to two podcasts in a year. Look <laughs> at that. All right. Well, thanks, everybody who's listened. Who has, uh, uh, This one was fun, but it also felt like an endurance match for some reason. I don't know. <laughs> but, uh, man, uh, once again, December. Another record month for downloads. So people apparently like it, and they're passing it on, and they're sharing it with your yeah. friends. Even millennials are listening. As much as I talk shit about them, you well, know, uh, I, you know, I love you. Hey, I know it's your mom and dad's fault. Don't worry about it. Yeah, it's not your <laughs> fault. You're special. <laughs> hey, we'll give we you a jerk later. We all jerk off the millennial porn. <laughs> yeah, no, right? It's true. In real life. <laughs> In real yeah. life. Nobody can say they're useless. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is that is a great note to end on. Uh, at Unregimented Pod on Twitter, at Unregimented on Instagram, and Unregimented at ChristopherEmail.net. You know, fire an email back at us and tell us we're full of shit. But uh, until then, thanks to everybody who has listened, and we'll catch you next week. See ya. All right, thanks, guys. All right, gents. I gotta bounce, man.
If you enjoy this show and want more people to know about it, head on over to iTunes, leave a comment, and rate it five stars. Make sure you like and share us on Facebook, and don't forget to follow us on Twitter. Just search for Christopher Media. Thank you in advance for supporting Christopher Media by clicking on the PayPal button and by clicking through to all the sponsors who support ChristopherMedia.net. Most importantly, we would like to take the time to extend an extra special thanks to you. Christopher Media could not exist without your support. Thank you for visiting ChristopherMedia.net, and thank you for listening. Christopher Media, let's make some noise. Thank you for visiting ChristopherMedia.net.